Good morning. On this Sunday morning, welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, food for thought and for the imagination. Well, it looks like I've run into a problem today. I lost all my notes. When I say lost, I mean they disappeared off the laptop. All my notes from the previous years and from today and from yesterday and the ones that are for the next who knows how many months. So I am going to do this by memory. And uh, I have no scriptures in front of me. But I'd like to continue where we left off yesterday until I research this this issue here. Uh, We talked yesterday about the different conflicts, the different uh, spiritual battles or problems that we face. Many Christians do not know their enemy, much less truly know their God. It's one thing to know about him. But it's totally different to know him. The scripture says in the book of Psalms, uh, I believe it's Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. In the book of uh, Daniel, the scripture talks about uh, those that know their God shall do exploits. So what are we actually looking at here? We are looking at something that is a personal experience, not just a a theory, but something that is genuine and real that has been experienced in the life of an individual. Now, many Christians, because of that, not only do they not know their God, but they do not know their enemy. And it's important for us to recognize And know who our enemy is. Because that's how we're going to be able to find out what are the ways. If if the scripture says he is an accuser, he's called the devil. If he's a slander, uh, uh, he's called Satan or a trickster. Uh, If he is uh, a liar, then he is the father of lies. If he is a thief then we know that he wants to either steal or kill or destroy or rob us of something. If we identify him as a murderer, then we know he wants to kill. So knowing our enemy is important, but much more important than that is knowing our God. This is eternal life, Jesus said in the book of John, in chapter 17 and verse 3. He said, this is eternal life to know you, to know him for who he is and what he is, is the beginning of eternal life for us. And I say the beginning of eternal life because eternal life is forever. But that is where we begin to experience in our own personal lives that God is at work in our lives. Jesus' words were, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So because of this, then we come into a personal relationship. It is in that personal relationship that we get to know him and he gets to know us. See, some of the saddest words written in the New Testament are when the Lord says, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I 
never knew you. Yet the scripture says they cast out devils, they healed the sick, they did all kinds of things, all kinds of things. It says in thy name. But yet the scripture says he never knew them. So it is of the utmost important that we personally know the Lord. The moment that we got saved and we repented and confessed him and he came into our lives, he imparted that faith that quickened our spirit and made it alive, that we were consciously aware of the living God. But that was a, that was the, the new birth. That was a baby, not, not even a, a, a baby step. That was just being born again. But then from there on, in a progressive process, God wants to lead us to know him, that, that he is our father and that we are his children and we are to become his sons. For as many as received him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Okay, so having established that, let's go back to the various things that we talked about. We've talked about the battle for the mind, how the enemy wants to gain access. He cannot read our thought life, but he can show, uh, he can shoot arrows uh, in our life to want to confuse us, to want us to wander away from the truth, to, to make us depart. We talked about the battle for the body, where we are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in us. How the body must die daily. And when I say the body, I'm talking about the flesh. How we must uh, crucify it uh, and make sure that it stays buried. Uh, according to Romans uh, in chapter number 6, that we're buried with him in baptism. Why? Because when he was crucified, we were crucified with him. And being crucified with him, we are to reckon ourselves dead unto sin, but alive unto God. <clears throat> it says it uh, this way. <clears throat> what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that uh, so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, then we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Verse number six, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So, from what it says here in Romans, then we can actually see that there is a battle for the body. The enemy wants to use it as an instrument 
and uh, as a vessel for his destruction of the glory of God. But God wants us to yield to him so that he can use our life and our bodies uh, for his glory. And this is where the scripture goes on to say in the same book of Romans where we were, uh, it says, Uh, Likewise reckon ye yourselves to be dead, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in in its lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So there is a there is a war. There is a battle for our body. There's also a battle for our tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, according to Proverbs uh, 18.21. And because of that, the enemy wants to light our tongue with the fire of hell so that what we speak will be death and destruction and and, and it'll be uh, anything but good. But God wants us to take his word and put it on our tongue and speak words of life, speak words of power, speak words of deliverance. So... So there is a battle. Uh, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit of. So depending on what we choose is what we're going to get. Now, there's also the battle against the powers and the principalities uh, of the opposing kingdom. We have the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of light. We have the kingdom of darkness, which is the kingdom of Satan. And the Apostle Paul in Ephesians talked about in chapter number 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickednesses, uh, against these things. And then there is the battle of faith, where instead of by faith, living by faith, according to Romans uh, chapter 117, we try to live by legalism. We try to live by uh, our own works apart from the Spirit of God, apart from the power of God, apart from His Word. And that's never going to work. Because then if that could work, then we could have saved ourselves and we wouldn't have needed Christ. And then there is, of course, that that in the book of uh, 1 Timothy in chapter 6 and verse number 12, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Well, if it's a fight, then that means there is a battle for it. And finally, the last one that I just want to introduce today, because as I mentioned before, I'm going to have to redo all my notes and everything uh, from memory, because there's nothing (laughs) here in front of the computer. So, The last one that I want to mention is the battle against witchcraft. In the book of Galatians, in chapter number 3, the Apostle Paul talks about what had happened to the Galatian church. And he, he kind of rebukes it. 
in the sense that he tells them, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eye, the the truth who before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth and crucified among you? Then he goes and makes the distinction between walking and living in the spirit and walking and living by just simply our own works. This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. This is where legalism comes in and uh, can be detrimental to the walk of the believer. And then it says, are you so, uh, this only would, would I, I, I learn from you, uh, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish as having begun uh, in the Spirit, and you are now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? So here we have the issue and the problem. Now, I've mentioned a total of six different types of battles. Each one requires different types of skills and knowledge and maneuvering. Each one, each one uh, can involve prayer, different types of prayer, the use of the name of Jesus, the binding and uh, loosening of that which is good, or binding that which is bad and loosening that which is good. So we'll be talking more about this, but today I just wanted to introduce uh, what we've lost in our notes and, and bring it back to memory as we look at it a little bit closer. But until then, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Remember, endure hardness as a good or hardship, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He has called us. We're in the army now, in the Lord's army. He is our captain. Receive your marching orders on a daily basis and be prepared to resist the devil that he will flee from you. Be prepared to give him no place so he has no access to your life. Be prepared to rebuke him and all his works in Jesus' name. Amen.